0: How I Became a Spy, Chapter 32. Wednesday, March 1st, 1944. "'Who's growling?' said the man behind the desk. "'There were a lot of people in the room. "'A lot of people and two dogs. "'It was probably one dog too many. "'At least T'Lek seemed to think so.' "'Ah, it's my own T'Lek being a bad host, of course.' "'The man grinned and pointed at me. "'What's your spaniel called?' "'Her name is Little Rue, General Eisenhower. "'She rescues people after bombing raids.' L.R. gave a little woof. Talek might have been friendly outside in Grosvenor Square, but he didn't seem particularly pleased to have his personal kingdom invaded. I suppose you couldn't blame him. I mean, belonging to the supreme commander of the Allied Expeditionary Force, he was used to being top dog. Eisenhower's aide, Harry Butcher, had already made introductions. Besides Eleanor, David, and me, Violet was there, of course. So were Leo Marx, Eleanor's father and a serious, balding man introduced only as Sir Charles. I gathered he was Leo's boss and in charge of some or all of the SOE organization. Perhaps you can get us started, Harry, General Eisenhower said to his aide. Harry Butcher stood. Today, General, we're gathered here to thank these young people for their role in preventing what might have been a serious breach of security for the coming invasion and in helping save the lives of brave agents in the field. Very good. General Eisenhower gestured towards Sir Charles. I've been assured that the culprit in this affair has been taken into custody. Is that right? Sir Charles shifted on his chair uncomfortably. Yes, General. I take full responsibility for the delay. We are grateful to Violet for her courageous work. She provided valuable evidence from the field. He cleared his throat. And... Leo had already called our attention to warning signs and coded messages that were being ignored by by the traitor operating in our midst. Leo picked at a non-existent thread on his pressed trousers. Violet twirled a pair of gloves in her lap. They said nothing, but I guessed it was hard for them to stay quiet. Violet had risked her life to bring Traveler to justice, and Leo had told us he'd tried for weeks to convince his superiors, including Traveler himself, To pay attention to the absence of security checks in agents' messages. He didn't believe it was carelessness. He trained agents like Philippe and Violet well. Traveler had tried to discredit Leo, but in the end, Leo had been proven right. Everything had come together quickly since the day we discovered Violet. On Sunday, she'd moved from the rectory to stay with Eleanor and her family. That afternoon, David, LR, and I had walked to the bookstore on Caring Cross Road to find Leo Luckily, he was there visiting his father. "'Wait a minute. I've seen you and your little spaniel before, haven't I?' Leo asked me. I nodded. "'Yes, after the air raid last Friday. I think you might have been following someone then. A young woman?' "'How do you know that?' The blood drained from Leo's face. He grabbed our arms, herded us behind a bookshelf, and whispered, "'I thought I thought I glimpsed her that day. But she's not supposed to be here. Is she safe?' Yes, David declared. It's a rather long story, but if you're free, we'll take you to her. In a way, it was a relief to bring other people into the mystery. Dr. Shea had assured Leo and Violet that they could speak with him in confidence and that his American, American organization, the OSS, worked closely with British groups like the SOE on Baker Street. Dr. Shea even made a joke about it. I had one meeting at your offices and walked around looking for a sign that said SOE. It was only when I checked the address that I realized you're hidden behind that cryptic sign on the building that says Inner Services Research Bureau. I wonder who came up with that. Leo grinned. We couldn't exactly say Baker Street Irregulars. Then he held Violet's hand for a long moment. I'm glad you're alive. I happened to glance out my office window and thought I must be dreaming. You were supposed to be in France. I began following you to be sure, but you vanished when the sirens went off. Violet nodded. I almost trusted you, Leo. I wanted to, but I decided to lure the traitor into O the open on my own first. Then I thought I would talk to you or Doctor Shea. I gave the notebooks to Eleanor to keep safe in case, in case something happened to me. But as you know, these young people proved to be better spies than me. During the raid that night, I began to feel faint and sick. Eleanor had sprinted ahead, so when I saw those bins on Mill Street. I decided to ca- crouch behind them to catch my breath. Foolishly, I thought, I might hold the tin lid of garbage can over my head for protection in case a bomb fell nearby. But I didn't even have strength to lift the lid. I fainted dead away. When I woke up, Mrs. Clark was helping me inside the rectory. Leo said, I thought you were with someone else, Violet, but I never got a good look at Eleanor. Once the air raid sirens went off, it was pretty chaotic. "'I kept running along Maddox Street towards Grosvenor Square "'because I didn't realize you had gone into Mill Street.' "'Leo turned to me. "'And, in fact, I did take your advice and slipped into a shelter. "'Did you go to Grosvenor Square to look for Violet the next day?' I asked. "'Leo nodded. "'I had the vague notion I might run into her, "'since that seemed to be the direction she was heading. "'I saw you and your dog then, Bertie, "'but I didn't know anything about the notebook.' "'So I guess it was all in my head that you were following me that afternoon,' I said ruefully. "'Although if I hadn't tracked Leo to Baker Street, "'I'd never have known that that man with the dog was Traveler.' Dr. Shay had listened to the whole story so far in surprised silence, but his jaw dropped as Eleanor revealed how the three of us had deciphered the notebook and sprung Violet's trap for the traitor. "'This is incredible, Eleanor,' said Dr. Shay. You three have done some exceptional detective work. But why didn't you come to me sooner? I was about to speak up, but I stopped myself. This was Eleanor's question to answer. She shrugged. I don't know. You've been so busy. I'm sorry, my dear. It's one reason why I didn't want you to come to London, he said. No. Eleanor's head shot up. I'm glad I'm here, Father. I hate boarding school, and I love living here. I just want to to be taken seriously. He nodded solemnly. I'll do better. Once the invasion is over, we'll all breathe a sigh of relief, I think. It may not be the end of the war, but it will be the beginning of an end. And Eleanor, my dear, I want you to know that I consider you, like the woman you're named for, a force to be reckoned with, and I love you for that. Always Eleanor, I whispered, poking Eleanor in the ribs. Dr. Shea paused, then addressed us all. And now, you Baker Street Irregulars, do you have an idea for what should happen next? Actually, we do, sir, I said. I think I have a connection that can bring this information about the traitor to the highest levels of the military. With your help. Dr. Shea looked amused. I see, what would you like me to do? I wonder if you'd be willing to make a call to Commander Harry Butcher and ask him to meet you outside headquarters at Grosvenor Square. The secret word for this chapter is going to be fluffy. Fluffy. Eisenhower's aid? Asked Eleanor's father with a low whistle. <laughs> that is the top. I grinned. You can tell him to Lex's friend would like to meet again. Dr. Shea had indeed called Harry Butcher to make our case. After that, there'd been a flurry of calls and secret meetings, to which we kids were not invited. But now we were all here. As soon as I'd mentioned that L.R. was a rescue dog, Supreme Commander Dwight D. Ike Eisenhower had risen from his desk, walked over, and bent down to give her a treat. An American Red Cross donut, Telek whined, a gas that a guest had been served before him. The Supreme Commander turned to me, well, young man, I'd like to hear a little more about how you three solved this mystery, and helped ensure that our great endeavor will remain a secret." I was silent for a moment, David whispered. Go on, Sherlock. Eleanor nodded encouragement. I took a breath and began to tell the tale. I wasn't thinking about becoming a spy that night.